0: There's a story of an emperor in the African country of Burkina Faso, who conquered a nearby ethnic tribe, and after doing so each year, he collected tribute from that tribe. One year, this emperor made the mistake of sending his son to collect the tribute. When the tribe saw this young man coming and his small entourage, they thought that they had finally gotten the chance to get out from under this emperor, and so they quickly overpowered the small group tasked with guarding this prince and took him hostage. And the story is that he was stripped of his robes, he received just one meal per day, and was forced out into the fields to work each morning. And though the tribe members mocked and belittled his family member, or belittled the the family member of their conqueror, they noted that he would always sing as he worked. Over several weeks, his hands, that to that point had done very little manual labor, became blistered and he lost a significant amount of weight. But he continued to be cheerful and to sing. This was mind-blowing to his captors. And after a few months, they called him before a council. Though stripped of his princely robes, he stood nobly before them. And they asked him, why do you sing? He explained that they'd taken his clothes, they had taken his way of life, his plentiful food, his bed, in nearly all earthly possessions. But he said, in spite of all of this, I can sing. I can sing because you cannot take away my title. You cannot take away who I am. I am the emperor's son. His captors learned they could not bring shame because their prisoner was at peace. And because of that, He could continue to sing. As a result of his secure identity and joy, he had deep peace. And as a result of his peace, his joy could not be hidden. This Sunday, in which our focus is joy, hear this direction from Paul in Philippians chapter 4, where he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness, I think a more common translation says, gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So far this Advent, we've focused on small portions of the prophet Isaiah. We've tried to center ourselves, or at least imagine ourselves, remembering and feeling what the chosen people of God experienced as they waited for many centuries for the predictions of deliverance through the Messiah to come true. And expectation for a great king was reaching an all-time high. And they knew what sort of king they wanted, one who would restore the greatness of their ancestors, similar to the time of the great King David. And in their minds, the Roman occupation of the land of Israel would end, and the greatness of Israel would shine to all nations, like the prophet Zephaniah said, I will make you a renowned people. Now this side of Jesus' arrival and life and ministry and even death, we know that the kingdom that Jesus brought was very different from what the Jews expected. But we rejoice in the fact that the Lord was near. He was near to the people as they cried out, and he is near to us as well. We rejoice today in the reminders that our celebration of Christ's first coming is near. The calendar tells us that, right? Here it is, December the twelfth, and they may tell you. Just, just Jonah told me today I needed to stick to only what I had here. But I have to. I told him if I get excited about something, I stray. It will be brief, my friend. They'll tell you that the countdown to Christmas is the is the you know the twelve days of Christmas. I, I think if you go by that, then it it would be tomorrow. But that's wrong. Sorry, Target. Sorry, Walmart, and all the rest. Of Amazon. Christmas cannot be consolidated till one day to celebrate. In in the feast of Christmas and the celebration of Christmas, it just begins on the twenty fifth. So I don't know if that encourages you that hey, if if I don't get it all done by the twenty fifth, it's all right, right? Twelve days to 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 consider and reflect on the greatness of the gift that God gave us in the coming. Of Jesus, we're getting close. Though we see it in the decorations, even here in the in the church and, and outside in various places. We were driving by an animal hospital the other night, and I noted, well, even the animal hospital folks have Christmas decorations out, billboards, and shopping centers, Christmas carols on the radio, or when you walk into stores, the reminder that you you better get your gifts purchased, you better order them, whatever you're going to do. <laughs> It's getting close. And that's great, and that's exciting, but even more exciting, even more exciting, is the way that Scripture informs us of the nearness of the Lord. The nearness of the Lord that Paul talks about in Philippians, and the way that that recognition leads to great joy. We all know how to rejoice greatly when things are going right, don't we? It's easy to rejoice greatly when we have personal or family success or we celebrate with a good result of a test or uh, be it uh, uh, in school or, or medical or whatever the case may be, there's this sense that all is right and all is well. Or, or when at least the Jayhawks beat the Tigers, right? Then, then things, are, things are right in the, in the world. But, but the real test of joy, the real test of joy is when the circumstances of life and sometimes tragedies, struggles, even life-changing ones, begin to creep in, as they do for each one of us. Paul tells us that we all have a propensity to worry, to be anxious, and as opposed to to joy, we begin to kind of wring our hands and and, and, and consider all all that may happen and all of the potential outcomes, and we need to be responsible people, and we need to plan well, don't don't get me wrong, but we cannot, we cannot allow those things to steal our joy. The apostle says, in order to maintain your joy, replace your worry with prayer. Replace your worry with prayer. This all sounds good, and it's probably something that's easier said than done most days. But it's possible for us as people who uh, follow the Lord and people who uh, have committed our lives to him. Rejoicing has to become a, a way of life, not simply a momentary respite from our general worry. So as we draw closer to the conclusion of Advent and the signs and smells and sounds of Christmas all draw near, let us do as Paul suggests, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. I just want to encourage you as I conclude what I want to share this morning, that maybe maybe the joy that we will find over the next several days, maybe it will come in places unexpected. Maybe, Maybe there are elements of your traditional celebration of Christmas that are very different now than they were at some point in your life or in the life of your family. Maybe there is someone or something, some event or some experience that you had always kind of tied in, in, in your own memories to Christmas, and, and it's different. It's different now. I want to encourage you that Christ still comes. Christ still comes to us Like I said, maybe at times in ways that we wouldn't initially expect. I think I've shared this story before, but it's a good one to share, especially this time of year. The story is that there was an old shoe cobbler who dreamed the night before Christmas Eve that Jesus would come and visit him the next day. You ever have one of those dreams that is so real, so vivid, that you wake up and You're convinced that whatever it was you dreamed either really happened or was going to happen. It was similar for the old shoe cobbler. And so he decided that action was needed. And to that point, he hadn't had time to clean up the shop and get it ready for Christmas and decorated. But he took a few moments and and gathered some decorations and laid them out so that he could properly welcome Jesus to his Shop, and then he just sat down on his bench and kind of looked busy, but really he was waiting for the arrival of Jesus. The hours passed and Jesus didn't come. An old man came by the shop, though. He came inside for a moment to get warm and the cobbler noticed the holes in the old man's shoes. And he reached up on his shelf and gifted his visitor a new pair. The cobbler made sure that the gift fit and that his guest's socks were dry and he was warm and he sent him on his way. Still he waited, but Jesus didn't come. His next visitor was an old woman. She hadn't had a decent meal in two days, she told him, and they sat and visited for a while as the cobbler made some food for her to eat and they ate together And he sent her on his way and still Jesus didn't come even as he continued to wait. And as the day neared its end, he heard a little boy crying outside the door of his shop. And he asked the little guy what was wrong. And he said that he'd gotten separated from his parents while they were out shopping and he didn't know how to get home. The old man locked up his shop, put on his coat, took the boy by the hand and helped him find his way home and by then the day was nearly done he returned to his shop to make sure that everything was locked up and he noted in his own spirit uh, a sense of disappointment that his dream that had been so vivid the night before had not come true and that jesus had not come to him he prayed in the quietness of his own heart lord jesus why didn't you come The Spirit of God spoke in response. He said, shoe cobbler, I kept my word. Three times I arrived at your friendly door. I was the man with bruised feet. I was the woman you gave something to eat. I was the boy on the homeless street. So Jesus had come to him. Jesus had come to him as one of the least of these in a way that he did not initially realize. May our joy this year be made full as we recommit ourselves to welcome Jesus in the way he comes to us this year, unexpected though it may be. Oh Lord, we do thank you this morning for your coming to us in such a unique way, originally such a normal inobtrusive sort of way in the person of a baby. We thank you that you come to us now, maybe in ways and in people that we may find easy to overlook. May we be full of joy this day and this week as we continue this journey of Advent, ever aware of your presence among us. We ask this in the name of Jesus